0: Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca. Thanks again for tuning in. So celebrating just about 6,000 downloads of the Course in Miracles podcast. So thanks for being a part of that. Really appreciate it. Thank you to, thanks to each and every one of you. Uh, Thank you, Mary, especially for, Mary, I had to text, Mary the other day because I went back and listened to, um, I think it was episode 65, and I was telling this story at the beginning of the episode about how I was friends with this punk rock guy, and then I was kind of cracking some jokes, and then I was beating myself up for it, and, you know, I was, like, beating myself up for, should I have talked about rap musicians in the Course of Miracles podcast? Is that appropriate? What would Miriam Williamson think of me? Like, all this... Hullabaloo. All this—what essentially—I had all of these, what essentially amount to attack thoughts. So, beating myself senseless with attack thoughts. Should I have done it better? Could I have done it better? Should I go back and should I re-record those episodes and swap them out in the, you know, in the, in the. Um, you know, on the back end, because you could do that. I could actually replace an old file with a new file if I wanted to, like a replace an old MP3 with a new one if I wanted to. And so that's that's what the ego will do. It's kind of like I've recorded an episode every day for the last 68 days, or I've released an episode every day for the last 68 days. And I think God is happy with that. So, so long as I've done my best with that, that's all that should matter. And that's sort of life in general. Like if you've done your best, your best is your best is your best. And I've been talking about this Father Ripperger guy, this Catholic priest a little bit. and he's funny because there's just a heck of a lot of wrong things that that you can be doing in your life and you need to get it all together or in order with this Catholic doctrine. And at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of poking fun of it at it, but at the same time, there's something really profound in all of it, but I subscribe much more to the, you know, like the 12-step, um, you know, progress, not perfection. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. That's that's a 12-step orientation to our evolving selves, and I just know too many people who have been whose who've been beaten over the head by religion to such an enormous extent that it ruins them. And that's why when I was able to discover a God of my own understanding, who's, it's all the same God. Um, It's just, it's just a matter of how we relate. And I think that true, um, true spiritual warriors really kind of hash it out. Cause I will admit that I listen to these, these talks about these demons and these exorcisms and, and the Catholic dogma. And a part of me is like, I'm all, I'm sort of getting guilted by it. I'm sort of like, maybe he's, maybe he's right. Like maybe, maybe, you know, homosexuality is caused by demons. Like maybe they're, cause according to him, there's actually a demon of homosexuality. I forget it's, I forget the demon's name. I forget his name. But um, I'm like, maybe like maybe there are really I, some demons attached onto me in the bars back in the back in the day when I was drinking and I should go get them exercised, you know, like for real. I'm like, and actually, I do believe that there is a there actually is possession that happens as the result of drinking. You I've, I've heard it said that the reason they call alcohol spirits is because basically when you drink too much and you particularly when you go into a blackout your your soul kind of leaves your body and then spirits inhabit you and they basically take your body for a drive and then you wake up and it's like oh no what did i what did i do you know now if you can't remember the thing did you do it i don't know but um i can say that there is something to all of there, there's there's something to the th- the things that Father Ripperger has to say, and it drew it uh, a little. Uh, there was a little bit of fear that was um, sort of driven up in me, and I think part of being a like a a true spiritual person, a true spiritual human being, is. You know, maybe taking that into consideration and weighing it out and having conversations and maybe questioning the Course in Miracles, maybe questioning the Twelve Steps, maybe you know he, I, I'm assuming he would probably say that Course of Miracles was the work of the devil. Um, I've heard uh, several Christians say that 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 basically Jesus said in the Bible that he will come back. Um, beware of false prophets and you know Course of Miracles. According to Course of Miracles, it's Jesus in the Course of Miracles who's speaking to us through these lessons and instructing us. And so a lot of Christians will tell you I was watching a YouTube video by this woman who was saying that Course in Miracles is just the work of the devil. I was in the Course in Miracles community for ten years and I walked away and I found the real Jesus. And I watched the video and I took it all in and I, I didn't I didn't deny it. I went, hmm. And a part of me was like, maybe she's right. And then I was able to just sort of let more be revealed to me. Now, the thing about Course of Miracles is, at the end of the day, all that it's telling you to do is exactly what Jesus did, which was forgive, 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 forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. And there is, and it's, it also requires a lot of work. It requires us to often choose from moment to moment, with with whatever's happening in our lives. We can choose the ego. Or we can choose with the Holy Spirit. And if we choose with the Holy Spirit, we find our lives become easier. It's the same thing with the recovery programs, right? Mm-hmm. You you start to make different choices that are aligned with God, and you start to see literal, 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 literal miracles unfold in the lives of the people who adopt those programs, right? So, and I think I said a few episodes that a lot of them end up finding Jesus. It's That's actually not really true. I don't really know too many uh, people from the recovery community that are Christian. I conversely don't f- know any, I, I don't think I know anyone in the recovery community who's an atheist. Maybe maybe one person or two people out of the literal thousands I've encountered over the years. Um, so that's interesting as well. So again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for um, taking the time to give me feedback and to reach out and let's just let's get going with lesson 68 love holds no grievances you who were you who were created by love like itself can hold no grievances and know yourself to hold a grievance is to forget who you are to hold a grievance is to see yourself as a body To hold a grievance is to let the ego rule your mind and to condemn the body to death. Perhaps you do not yet fully realize just what holding grievances does to your mind. It seems to split you off from the source and make you unlike him. It makes you believe that he is like what you think you have become, for no one can conceive of his creator as unlike him Self. I'm going to encourage you to read this one on your own because there's a lot of sort of like Course in Miracles, like word salad, you know, those sort of tricky sort of Course in Miracles sentences and phrases that I don't have the time to dissect at this moment. Shut off from yourself, which remains aware of its likeness to its creator. Yourself seems to sleep, while the part of your mind that weaves illusions in its sleep appears to be awake. Can all this arise from holding grievances? Oh, yes. For he who holds grievances denies he was created by love, and his creator has become fearful to him in his dream of hate. Who can dream of hatred and not fear God, think like let's read that again. Who can dream of hatred and not fear God? It is sure as those who hold grievances will redefine God in their own image. And it is certain that God created them like himself and defined them as part of him. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will suffer guilt as it is certain that those who will forgive will find peace. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. So forgive and you will find peace. Um, Forgive and you will remember what your purpose is and you will remember who you are. So forgive and you will have peace and you will remember who you truly are. Would you not be willing to relinquish relinquish your grievances if you believed all this were so? Perhaps you do not think you can let your grievances go. That, however, is simply a matter of motivation. Today, we will try to find out how you would feel without them. If you succeed even by ever so little, there will never be a problem in motivation ever again. Read that again. If you succeed even by ever so little... There will never be a problem in motivation ever again. So you can find out what it means to move beyond grievances. All it takes is a little bit of motivation. And if you are able to get a little bit of success out of that motivation, you will never have a problem in motivation ever again. Begin today's extended practice. Again, we're doing 10 to 15 minutes practice period by searching your mind for those against whom you hold what you regard as major grievances. Some of these will be quite easy to find. Then think of the seemingly minor grievances you hold against those you like and even think you love. It will quickly become apparent that there is no one against whom you do not cherish grievances of some sort. This has left you alone in all the universe in your perception of yourself. Determine now to see all these people as friends, say to them all, thinking of each one as you as thinking of each one in turn as you do so, I would see you as my friend, that I remember you are part of me and come to know myself. Spend the remainder of the practice period trying to think of yourself as completely at peace with everyone and everything, safe in a world that protects you and loves you and that you love in return. Try to feel safety surrounding you, hovering you, and hovering over you, and holding you up. Try to believe, however briefly, that nothing can harm you in any way. At the end of the practice period, tell yourself, "Love holds no grievances. When I let all my grievances go, I will know I am perfectly safe." I think it says in the Bible that you're supposed to forgive forgive someone 70 times? It's seven times or 70 times. It might be 70 times. Um, I've actually taken that on to forgive people that I can't stand 70 times. It's pretty profound spiritual practice, honestly. The short practice period should include a quick application of today's idea in this form. Whenever any thought of grievance arises against anyone, physically present or not. So, you know, you're out walking down the street and someone you know, someone's dog barks at you, right? And so there's that, that instant, that perhaps physiological rage you might experience there. You're just going to say, love holds no grievances. Let me not betray myself. In addition, repeat the idea several times an hour in this form. Several times an hour. Love holds no grievances. I would wake to myself by laying all my grievances aside and wakening in him. Now, I've been through these first lessons a lot of times. Um, At least three or four times I've been through the first like 100 lessons. It can be a little bit challenging to remember each of these little things that it tells you to say. Um, We do live in this time, a time and place now, or a time when we have timers on our phones. We can set timers. You could set a 15-minute timer to remind you or a uh, a timer that goes off every five minutes to remind to remind you to say the prayer, um, to say the the prayer that you're being instructed to say, or to remind yourself what you're being told to remind yourself. And what I find is that if I've done it enough during the day, um, I'll, by the end of the day, I will have re- I will have memorized it. And sometimes I you know I have the ACIM um, I have the ACIM app on my phone or a Course in Miracles app on my phone, and you know I'll just. Often take a screenshot of the little italicized sections and just refer back to it as often as I can, and just remind myself um, what uh, remind myself what it is I am supposed to remind myself about. Now, again, the most important thing is to do your best. I was watching this. I um, was watching this talk. I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to f- dig up the talk actually and put it in the show notes. It's a Ken Wapnick talk, who I've mentioned. Uh, several times in the podcast, but he basically just breaks down course of miracles in a nutshell it's, it 's essentially the this this thought system this thought system of the ego is an is is a defense against the truth and this is like basically what we 're doing is we 're creating awareness around this cuckoo for cocoa puffs ego rooted thought system that is literally responsible for rape and murder and pillaging and lying and cheating and stealing and every other vice that you can possibly think of. And Course of Miracles just says, yeah, uh-huh, right. That like yes, that is going on, but it's not real. Like because it's not love, it's not real. Like yes, the yes the war happened. Yes, the COVID happened. Yes, the deaths resulting from whatever happened. Yes, the train derailment happened. And yes, there were perhaps uh, unsavory motives at play in all of it, but we're not going to get mired down in all of it. We're just going to go, yeah, that's great. And that's not real. And this is really, I'm just using this, this system is essentially acts as a defense against the the actual love of God. And he, he breaks it. It's about a 10 minute talk. He breaks it down incredibly succinctly. And he basically sums up A Course of Miracles in, in that 10 minute video. And then I encourage you, you know, flip through, watch the rest of the videos or watch, watch a video here and there, or maybe load the, um, load the YouTube videos up when you get in the car and listen to them while you're driving. Or, you know, if you ride your bike with headphones on, listen to them, just kind of whenever you got extra time. Like I, I, I really love to absorb myself into this stuff, and you'll find that you'll find that sooner than later, if you really dive in, that you will in fact become one of the ministers. There's a lesson that happens later on. I want to say in the mid, it's like one fifties or one sixties, um, that says I am among the ministers of God, and there's just something ministerial that happens eventually as the result of allowing, uh, abandoning ourselves to essentially abandoning ourselves to God. When we abandon ourselves to God, very often we will start to get inspired to spread the good news. So thanks again for listening. Course in Miracles 68, Love Holds No Grievances. Um, You're basically just going to close your eyes and you're going to think of everyone that you hate. Um, you're gonna uh, start with the people you really, really hate. Um, you know maybe people uh, in your you know family of origin or people who you could never imagine forgiving because the extent to which they victimized you was so severe. And from there you're gonna kind of trickle down to people who are maybe just, mildly annoying to you. Maybe there's that person at the tennis club or the golf club or you know, that one checkout person that you just really don't like. And for whatever reason, you, you don't know why you don't like them, but they just rub you the wrong way. And that would be like a, a minor grievance, like a less, a less significant grievance. Um, and however many grievances that you can sort of rack up in this longer extended period of time. Um, because basically what will happen is that, as it says here, it will quickly become apparent that there is no one against whom you do not cherish grievance of some sort. So think about, you know, your best friend, and they do that thing, and then consider that you, in fact, cherish the grievance that you hold against them, right? And then when you get done with your your mind-searching, Um, you're going to come to the, well, that, that then leads to the realization that this has left you alone in all the universe, in your perception of yourself. And then you're going to determine to see these people as friends. And in doing so, you are going to obtain a sense of peace as the result or develop a sense of peace as the result. And then we've, of course, got the shorter practice periods Um, Love holds no grievances. When I let all my grievances go, I will know I am perfectly safe, right? And then just shorter practice periods, love holds no grievances. Let me not betray myself. And then repeat the idea several times an hour in this form. Love holds no grievances. I would wake to myself by laying all my grievances aside and awakening in him. Again, do your best. I Again, encourage you to read through uh, the text on your own. I, you know, challenge, find some places where perhaps I've been off or carried the message um, or, or missed the meaning of something. Um, I, am f- I am far from the be-all, end-all authority on uh, the Course in Miracles. Um, I'm definitely very new at, at doing this type of work this ministering of it. And I would benefit from any feedback that any of you have to give me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God loves you. Go out into the world today and um, be the little miracle worker that you are. Thanks for listening. Course in Miracles podcast. Talk to you soon. God's song. One, two,
1: three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train, and the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I won't on my deep i